0: Let's
1: do it. Uh, yeah. So, welcome to uh, Garage Talks, and uh, today we're visited in the Discord channel by Curtis Phil, who's the owner uh, of uh, Ramshackle Games, and now the green one. And we're going to get back into that. So, Ramshackle Games has been putting out models as as far back as I can remember being in the skirmish scene. But uh, Curtis, how did you how did you get into the hobby? Uh, when did you start playing with with miniatures uh, I've, well I've always been
0: into like uh, buying toy plane from the local toy shop and sticking them together and painting them, and you know other like military sort of models. And I think when my brother was nine so when I was about eight got bought uh, for his birthday uh, the old Citadel goblin wolf riders and I got given a skeleton and it was just on from there. I think like a few months later, they brought out the Skeleton Horde plastic set. I was all over that with my pocket planet, you know. And just just went from there really. It's always really been into, you know, fantasy and sci-fi. Love like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings growing. So, yeah, it's always been like I've really, really been into the hobby. And I'm from like um, a place called Cornwall, like uh, just it's the countryside. It's like right out in the middle of nowhere. This little town, Liskar, and there's just not really much to do there, and it rains all. So, yeah, I just got into model making, you know, and well, I oh, never had any pocket money, so well, not very much. It's like just trying to build my own things, do loads of
1: conversions, and yeah. So you Something started. There. You started with Games Workshop, like like so many of us. Didn't yeah,
0: you? yeah. I used to play like a lot of that Warhammer. Um, Realm of Chaos yes okay build, you, you know it was kind of like the skirmish game before Necromunda so you build like a little gang and stuff yeah you know really easy model making projects built up like a massive chaos army just from building like <laughs> weird little conversions and stuff chopping the heads off things buying toys and chopping them up and painting them yeah so yeah did that uh, then um, yeah, then like I went off to university. I did animation at university, and um, came out of uni and went and got a job with Ardman Animations, doing like uh, I worked on the film Chicken Run. So you know, I mean, I started as a model maker there, and did a, bit, did a little bit of the sort of animation on it as well. I'm like a, a assistant animator.
1: So on Chicken Run. That's that uh, yeah. same style as, uh, what's it called, Gromit? Yeah, Wallace and Gromit, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Hard-run animations, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. awesome. yeah. And, you know, really, I spent three years there, and it's, like, really great sort of model make. You know, you've got, like, you're working with plasticine, and you've got to lick that plastic, to get it smooth. <laughs> there was a lot of licking plasticine, I tell you. But, so- yeah, after that, um, I went and got a job making video games in Nottingham, and... Uh, I was there for about three years, and I started doing uh, Viking reenact. And one day, it got hit in the eye with a sword. Yeah, um, yeah. So I had like quite quite a lot of I had quite a lot of like time off for that. And it's a bit of a cliche to say, but like, say say that again.
1: Oh, oh, we didn't say anything. Uh, oh sorry. Um, Klaus, Klaus jumped yeah. the channel and there was some, some uh, static. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, like, cause I got hit in the eye with a sword, and it's a bit of a cliche to say, but I kind of like looked at my life, um, you know, through clear eyes right after losing an eye, and going like, oh, um, animation's cool and everything, but it's a bit of a grind. You're working for somebody else, you know. It's like I can be creative in the job, but I can't like, you know. So it's just like, a, I'm, I can be as creative as I want, but I'm basically animating a guy gets up from the ground, from different positions, over and over again. That's what a video game animation is. So I was like, enough of this. I'm gonna go and make chess pieces, chess set. So I set all that up, and then didn't sell any chess sets. And my friend was coming in and making like a post-apocalyptic vehicles. He made the, uh, we've got one on the website called the Badger, uh, he made that. And we just sold quite a few of them. So started out selling them really cheaply and just, you know, trying to sort of get some publicity and things. And yeah, that was it. Ramshackle Games was launched. You know. So did you actually going since 2006?
1: Have you actually? Do you only have one eye?
0: I do only have. Well, I mean, I've got two eyes, but the optic nerve's damaged, so I'm blind in my right eye, which has its advantages. Surprisingly (laughs) enough. Yeah, like if you're trying to sleep, right, and it's sunny, yeah, you just turn your good eye down to the pillow, and it's like it's nighttime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Strange it sounds. Well. <laughs> All right, so a uh, happy accident, and and you end up in ramshackle games from some other guy making a model because you couldn't sell any chess sets. Was that?
0: Yeah, but, well, I mean, I because I made some in as well. I would like we worked on a kind of a little project, and then those sold.
1: you see what I mean? But yeah. So, so okay, so so you got into it kind of by accident. Was that when you started sculpting? I mean, did, you were in wargaming from from your were a kid, but but wasn't it until you know you studied animation and you started doing sculpting there? No, no, the no. I've game?
0: always like uh you know like um I used to when I was really little. I, I damaged one of my toys and got in a lot of trouble off my dad from it. So um, then I started doing this thing where I get my Star Wars toys, stick plasticine on their faces and like sculpt new faces for them. But I used to go and hide under my bed to do that because I thought I'd get in trouble for it, like defacing my toys. <laughs> um, and I think maybe that is like, yeah, I mean, that's the first sort of sculpting that I really remember doing, like conversion. And I've just always really been, whenever I get a model, I'm like, yeah, you know, I want a different sword on him or, I don't know, just start chopping bits up and then you've got to kind of sculpt in the detail and, you know, you've got a cool weapon and you've got a cool arm, but you haven't got a cool hand to put the weapon in, so you've got to do the fingers, which is always, like, really hard, but, you know, you just do them again and again and again, go and copy some some of Leonardo da Vinci's pictures of hands, you know, draw them out, draw them out, draw them out, and then... Go back again, and yeah, you can sculpt her your hands. It's like gotta keep going at it, and and I've always just been really into doing it. You know, I come home from work and stuff. I mean, like when I when I took the sword injury, I'd actually taken it was on a week off from work, and I'd taken the week off to like sculpt some models. So
1: yeah, you know, at least take time off work to sculpt. So you have you have a lot of stuff in your shop, and and most of it is sci-fi and post-apocalypse. And you started, yeah. but you started with uh, with fantasy gaming. Uh, so, yeah. so when did you transition or, or what kind of gaming or literature or other kind of fiction made you go in that direction? Or is it, uh, you know...
0: Like playing like ash waste sort of necromunda stuff. And right, I, yeah. I, you know, I've always watched the like, um, you know, Mad Max, quite a young age, and like, you know, films like that. And I think one of my pivotal moments of thinking that I could get a career in art was about fifteen, sticking on uh, Fist of the North Star, which is, I don't know if you know it, but it's like a Japanese animation series that's in like a crazy post-apocalyptic wasteland with all these guys who like inexplicably changed size and yeah it's good and I just saw that and I'm like wow this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life and just yeah you know it's not really that I'm I don't know I mean there's no real reason why post-apocalyptic are not fantasy I have like I love playing fantasy I've got like uh, my, my orc army it's not up on the shop at the moment we've had a bit of a I mean I wouldn't mind going into the details of why everything's not up on the shop if that's alright. Uh, you can
1: go into whatever you like.
0: Ah, I... uh, okay, cool. Cool, right, well, um, I don't know if you know the postage prices in the US changed,
1: I think. Yeah, yeah I read something but, about it... that. So you yeah, had, you I had think... to change the, the policy, which was super yeah. awesome, with free worldwide shipping when you bought even a tiny little figure. You must have taken a lot of loss <laughs> running.
0: Well, uh... Yeah, not really. I mean, most people buy... Because what I was doing, obviously, with the I had to price everything based on being able to put it in the post. But, you know, if somebody would buy one model, then, yeah, it would have cost me, like, £3. But, you know, you think about, like, that's, like, £3 for some targeted marketing that the person's going to get it and either want to buy more or be like, you know, this isn't the thing for me. So... I was always really happy to do that, and that didn't happen very often. It was like maybe once a month you'd lose money on order, so you know just sort of part of the running of the company. But um, you know I had to change because the America put up their postage prices by like 50%, so I could I just couldn't do free postage anymore. So what I've had to do is take all of the products off the store, and then I have to go through and update the weights so I have to weigh it in the packet and then I can kind of relaunch that item. So, you know, we've got like 400 items or something, 420 items. So it's like, just trying to find the time to do it. But, <laughs> you know, it is, it is a big slog. So yeah, that, like not all of the ranges are up on the store. One of them that I'm going to be launching again probably over the next couple of weeks is the Fantasy Orc range. You know, and I've got like, I mean, my Orc army is, I think it's, 113 orc archers, uh, six of the bolt throwers, and just some other stuff, like my riders, as four boys, you know.
1: Yeah, get it all up, back up there. Like wizards and stuff.
0: Yeah, depending on kind of like what I want to do for the support of the army. And a a couple of giants. So yeah, it's a really good fun army that you can play in like every version of Warhammer. And yeah, I mean, that's probably about like a 50-50 win-loss ratio. It's just a weird way to play, you know, like orc archers. They're, they're okay in Warhammer. And then like, you know, and then they can just take it because they're tough orcs. So they're kind of a shooty army, but yeah, it's weird. It's good fun. So yeah, I'm not against fantasy. I just, you know, got range, got to expand the range. It's And,
1: so, and so amidst of taking down your entire webshop and uploading every single item again because you have to weigh it yeah. and put it into a system. You decide yeah. to, and it came out of the blue for me, add that uh, the green one bit with the orcs yeah. and the tank bits. Uh, yeah. So what? Yeah. what's the story there? The miniatures are awesome oh. and the conversion well, thank you very much.
0: Cool. But it's uh, not well, your I... stuff,
1: right? Or, right. Originally. Okay. No, I, I...
0: Yeah, um, the company, The Green One, has been running for a few years, but the guys who were doing it, um, it was like their second, it was just kind of hobby stuff they were doing. Uh, I think they started in that, um, what's it called, Tempus Future Tube. and they were doing all the kind of like kits and conversion packs for this kind of community in Britain that were like really getting into Warhammer and... They were the guys who developed all the background for the like Horus heresy game okay and a lot of the tank and then kind of they stopped doing it when kind of games workshop were like right we're gonna take all this stuff that you've been doing and just commercialize and so you know the guys who were doing it kind of the, the sort of group broke up a little bit after that and then um two of the guys got into making, you know, a bunch of, like, cool orky bits. And then, I I don't know what happened, but they had some sort of falling out and uh, parted slightly acrimoniously. Um, But the guy who ended up with all of the moulds and the equipment, he can't produce it because he's got, like, a really stressful sort of full-time job. Um, And one of the things he wants to do is he's developing a bit of software called Plastic Crack, which is a... Like um, like a community hub for people who are into wargaming, people who are into making models. And the idea is to try and have like a like a support group who can actually produce models. So you know if you want to sculpt something up and get it made, you can come to us and get it made. You can you know find our artists to illustrate your board game. And I'm supporting him in that, and in exchange he gave me all of the the masters for the, for the the green one rain and also all of the pressure casting kit so it's like, um, like a like a compressor like a beefy sort of compressor and two like metal steel pots that you have kind of screw the lid on you pressurize it so you pour the resin into the mould stick it in the chain stick it in this pressure pot and it kind of squashes all the bubbles out that's the process. So he gave us all that, and in exchange for basically, we've got to do a bunch of work from him, and kind of be on the ready to sort of accept um, commissions through this kind of project that he's launching.
1: Yeah. So if somebody so, has a miniature sculpted up, he get it getting cast and yeah,
0: yeah, produced or, yeah. I, all right. You know, I, and I mean, we are going to be doing that. So if anybody's got any models they want cast, and we're doing like two pounds a figure. Uh, including all the mold making.
1: And are you still going to be running your uh, "Send me a model, let me cast it and sell it on the shop, and I'll give you free copies" uh, kind of? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because right, see, I'm running Ramshackle Games, and then this new venture is called um, Soul Forge, Soul Forge Casting, uh, and it, the idea is to make it kind of independent from Ramshackle Games so that. Uh, Ramshackle Games is just me Soulforge is myself and another guy This guy called uh, Roden Mastermind He's an amazing painter, an amazing model maker And he's always really wanted to get Into casting and mould making So me and him have Like teamed up, he's doing all the casting I'm basically teaching Him how to do the mould making And we're figuring, you know, between us We're figuring out how to get the best quality casts We can, using
1: you know, using the process. And are the models green? Are there, uh, Is it green-coloured resin? Or is it just for, oh, for showing on the oh. website?
0: No, no, it, it is green resin. We uh, dye the resin.
1: But That's fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you can have any coloured resin. If you hire us, we'll do a, the a resin any colour you like. It's just the, the green one range is is going into, is in green. So, like, a bit of a...
1: It's a fun gimmick. Fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: They so, all,
1: so, amidst all this working, and you, and you mentioned you're, you're working pretty much all the time, and you enjoy working, uh, do you get Do you get time to play any games yourself? Are you part of a club? Uh...
0: Um, I mean, the, the new place that we've moved into, the place that I'm recording now, because, uh, I mean, we've hired like a, a room to put all of the casting equipment, um, and it's in a building that is kind of like, a, I mean, the guy who, who's just set it up, he got it all ready, and then Covid, the idea is that it's a gaming room. And Gary's the guy who runs like the local gaming club and has been for many years. So yeah, I mean, there's gaming here like... It's every night, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, yeah, different ones every night. So I usually stay for the Gaslands on a Monday. I've been playing quite a lot of Gaslands stuff. Again, post-apocalyptic.
1: Oh, it's a good game.
0: But yeah, oh, I mean, you know, I'm always up for the game. It yeah it is easy to get into and super fun and just like so easy to kind of you know a lot of people who who really weren't into gaming model gaming just get the the vehicles out and you know the rules are really easy too but yeah but yeah uh so play that i mean i was hoping to go to some conventions this year as well and
1: play some games but yeah covid fucked that one up yeah yeah, yeah certainly did so so how old is ramshackle games i mean chicken run that's like a 20 year old movie and it came out
0: in 2006
1: 2006 okay all
0: right so um uh, oh uh, hang on just before we move away from covid yeah i'm giving away models i am giving away a set of four models uh if you go on my facebook page uh, ramshackle games facebook can see the four models that i'm giving away for free yeah uh, i'm asking basically postage pack in, so if anybody wants them. yeah
1: we've you know, been sharing these everything. and I'll, I'll i'll put a link in the okay, description cool. of this one but uh, i've been sharing that here in the in the discord as well uh, when you put up and uh and thanks for that thanks for for making a miniature for for uh, our convention that got covid cancelled as well
0: uh, did it oh, yeah, no. yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah.
1: No. the numbers are going the wrong way in denmark and, and they're they uh, kept yeah. putting and more restrictions on it and, and we could we could basically go through with the convention but but it would have lost its soul because we couldn't do demo games there would only be two guys at each table and the distance and the face masks and and what we yeah. wanted to do at the core we we couldn't do anymore so we so we chose to not cancel it but we're, but we're trying again in may instead okay cool. everything is better uh, and we have all
0: yeah, the, so the, the the models for you guys, I, I I
1: just basically
0: they were a conversion of um uh, like a one that I did last year.
1: Yeah, actually I have two different. I, I, I thought I already have two different versions of that guy. I've I've painted one up yeah. uh, with a mask and and a hood, uh, and then I have another guy who he has like a mohawk uh, instead. It looks like the same guy.
0: Anyway, I was just like, you know, like, everybody's down about all this sort of thing. I was pretty down about it. So I'm like, I might as well put the models out there. You know, I wish I could put them in the post for free. And if, you know, if any, like, I, I have done that. If anybody's like, re- really wants the models and is really feeling down about gaming, you know, just needs a bit of like lightness, just write to me. I'll just send you the models. I did that to one customer. It's just like... Yeah, you know, I've lost my job because of COVID and I really want the models. Can you send us a couple for me and my son so I can save a bit on postage? And I'm just like I'll just send them to you, man. And you
1: and you so seem it, to be doing it, this I really a am, lot. You know. And and thanks for I that. Do, I, I
0: you know, like like um I, I love the hobby and I you know, it's so easy to just get down about not being out of game, so we gotta to pull together and we'll be able to get through this.
1: Absolutely, but there's also, you know, a uh, 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 Business part of it because it seems like every single time I, I tack yeah, up but... your business when somebody is asking in a Gaslands community uh, where can I get some bits, I'll like, well, go to ramshackle games. And it seems like every single time you respond to one of those posts as well, you, you put in it's almost like a disclaimer yeah, and I've, just uh, write me a message and I'll put in some free stuff. And if you can't afford it, then... <laughs> and it's, I, not, I, it's I super get nice, but it's not very yeah. you know corporate, yeah.
0: But like um, you know, it's advertising though, isn't it? <laughs> so ultimately, like, if if I, give, if I give models to people for free, they're going to go, wow, this really nice guy gave me models for free. And, like, I haven't lost any money on, like, giving these models out. Um, I was doing the calculations. It cost me probably about, like, 30p for each one that I send out on top of postage in the pack. But then I've had a few orders from it. And so, you know, people have bought a few things from the website. So I've made a profit on something that i'm just trying to do make everybody feel
1: about you know oh, it's it's, so, it's super awesome
0: again like if if we all play if we all pull together we get through it just, you know, that's how it works isn't it How culture should work i do
1: and do you see but, that and do you see that culture in in our hobby uh, in general from uh,
0: yeah i mean yeah or, you know you you because you do like a. You know, if you go on eBay and you end up looking at, like, the scalpers. I mean, I'm into the old Hammer movement, like, old models. Collectors' items, things. So but I just find it pretty interesting. And, you know, if you go on eBay and you're trying to get, like, some old model, you get scalped for it, you know. there's people go on there because they want to make some money because they know these models are worth it. But then if you go and start talking to people on Facebook or social media, you, they'll they'll give you stuff. They'll They'll try and get you you're after a price that just isn't stupid you know and if we all do that then you know all these old models that people have got in their lead pile that they're never going to paint they'll sell it to you for three quid you know fine no problem you know and I, I do find that a lot I think I did I think I did a project one time where I, I I I lived out of the country for a couple of years and I came back and I didn't have any of my model making stuff so um, I just asked all my friends locally who were into gaming, like, have you got any old models that you don't want? You know, and they gave me a few bits. For me. I think I got some, I know, like, a few Lord of the Rings bits and bobs, you know, and a couple of old elves. And just, you know, just went crazy with it and just had real good fun and made this really crazy Zeench War Band. Ah, stuff that people had just given me.
1: I've seen that happen a lot of times. Like, on... war, war game is good, yeah. That's one of the cool things about these uh, Facebook groups because it's so fast and it's, uh, I spent a lot of time in the Danish uh, trade group and yeah. uh, the auctions there, I mean, Facebook is not perfect for running auctions, but but generally in the Danish scenes, a lot of the auctions, they start at a proper bid and and all this old hammer and old lead, I mean, some of it goes for crazy prices, but it's never starting <laughs> at, a, at a scalping price. It starts as like a fair deal and then, People pay yeah. what they're gonna pay, but there's also a lot of, yeah. of posts about, um, and I've gotten some for myself. When when my kids started playing, I said, I've I've cleaned my collection. I've sold off or given away all the stuff that I'm not, that I don't have plans for. Uh, does somebody have something they're willing to know, donate? And there's always people sending yeah. you know, like a yeah, bag I agree. of I agree. random stuff for that. Same goes for schools and clubs, uh, stuff like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hobby that's easy to get into, and it, you know, you can do it really cheap as well. You know, that's something that's always been a bit of a philosophy of mine. Just do it as cheap as you can. Like, um, you know, something that I've been dreaming. I, I did, I did last last year. I put together a bunch of, well, maybe it was earlier this year. I put together a bunch of trees, tree models for some background. Um, you know, kind of scenery stuff. And um, it just got me thinking about. I'd love to do a wood elf army, um, just made out of twigs, <laughs> you know, like actual twigs and stones and.
1: I started. And brass, I started right? that exact prop, uh, project just before 8th edition Warhammer died. I started a, oh, okay. a dryad army, on that basis, bit of green stuff, sticks yeah. and twigs. Yeah. Then 8th yeah. edition died, yeah. and I and I I lost the mojo
0: well yeah I mean I I, I only I only b- basically play third edition or sixth edition I think of the two I end up gaming yeah I've, I moved,
1: like, I I've, moved, I prefer... I've moved completely into the to the skirmish scene so all right so maybe this is the wrong question for a guy like you but oh you are playing gas length so that's new but your shop's been around for 16 years 14 years um how how do you think the the scene has developed over this time since you lost ramshackle games. A lot of your miniatures are, are great for proxying in 40K um, or put them into a wasteland, Necromunda, whatever. But how, how does you think the, the, the theme, uh, the scene and, and the games have changed over the last well, 14 years? Yeah, uh, I mean... It's... Or are, uh... you, are you into any of the new stuff? I mean, if you're playing third edition Warhammer, yeah, second yeah, edition no, like, uh, 40K... Yeah,
0: I mean... <laughs> I. I, I... Games Workshop, you know. I mean, I don't buy Games Workshop products, so I don't have any time to be working on stuff that's kind of, like, not my own, you know. And I do feel a little bit guilty as well when you're, like, um, you know, you've got to feed, keep your family off what you can kind of make or sell. I, I feel guilty when I'm sort of making a Games Workshop one, So I don't really buy them, but I'm always in awe of them. They're amazing sculpts, you know, amazing models. I mean, there's some stinkers, but, like... Generally, it's really high-quality high engineering. You know, I love doing kit bashes, getting models, and you can just kind of jam stuff together, and the range is always expanding. You can just really kind of be very expressive of what you're doing. Um, I mean, so kind of like... The, the I mean, that's one thing that's changed, is the quality of plastic kits. I mean, even, like, you know, there's quite a lot of, like, third-party smaller companies, yeah. making
1: making the plastic kits. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, so the, yeah, that's amazing for a guy like me. I mean, uh, like, North an yeah. Star and Osprey deciding to bring out uh, Wargames at Lansing, bring out plastic frames that are cheap.
0: Yeah. Are
1: perfect yeah. time to be
0: alive.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, you know, I mean, that's
0: something that you you can always get, like, I mean, something that works for what you want to do, whether it's Pirates of the Crimson Coast or, you know, uh, an army of tanks or, you know, uh, like a like you say, a dryad. I mean, there's a lot of encouragement for that. But to get back to the question of, like, um, development, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess in 2006, you had power games, didn't you? And they were people who... Kind of took the fun out of the game by trying to exploit the rule uh, and then most people are just play kind of like yeah you know semi-competitively. So in the last 14 years you've seen this massive rise of like that ultra-competitive tournament style of play which wasn't so prevalent back in the day. It was much more like there were tournaments so full-on as you know, you can, like I mean, you couldn't earn. I don't know what people earn, like professional gamers. You know, there was n- there wasn't that scene, was there? You couldn't be a professional gamer. Whereas now, like the building we're in is what, the uh, honest honest gamer. I think the guy is called. He's the guy who started all the like the esports over at Games Workshop, and now he's sort of doing his own one. All right. It's like esports in terms of like watching people play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Warhammer, yeah, kind game of mini on... tournament that they do through on Twitch. You know, I mean that didn't exist. There wasn't like a, there wasn't like a
1: spectator. that's oh, that that's uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty new one. It exploded here during the the COVID times.
0: I mean, yeah, we've had the Let's yeah, Play yeah.
1: videos on YouTube for a time, but but this, uh, I've been dabbling in it myself. It's quite fun, but but making any kind of money is yeah, that, movement... that's a crazy plan.
0: Yeah, but also, you know, like the movement on to like, you know, digital books and things like that, that just is easier. You, there's more access to, you know, you can, I mean, it's not like there wasn't access back in the day. Back when I was like 14 or whatever, and one of us had like a copy of the rule book, and the rest of us just have, but you know, you'd share them around, you'd borrow stuff off people, wouldn't you? Kind of do your army. Whereas now, I guess people are much can get older stuff much more easily through the internet that yeah there's just a lot out and more and more you know more games coming out all the time you know more models there's more stuff it's richer you know and then there's more people into the hobby you know more people buying it's more
1: mainstream and is that something uh, you you can feel as well uh more people in the hobby or are you too niche yeah yeah, i mean
0: I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I like. Uh, I don't think sales have changed massively in 14 years. I, I guess I, I, every year I make a little bit more than I did the year before, which is good. But, you know, I'm certainly not rich yet. So, you don't need to get was, into these
1: sorts of things. It's pretty hard to get rich from doing toy soldiers. Uh, yeah. You've, you've made a few games as well. So, I have Nuclear race Renaissance here uh, and and the first one it says version two, uh, copyright 2007. So it's yeah. it's an old thing. What what uh, inspired you to write a game yourself?
0: And it was it's, it, it was my friend when we first started. He was like, come on then, let's 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 do a game. Um, and yeah, you know, like it was the time when like 2006, you could get like a decent desktop publishing computer f- for a reasonable price you know, something that you could do an A4 book that 2000 you couldn't. And I remember coming out of like university, it was pretty expensive for a decent computer. Um, but yeah, by 2006, you know, it's like, it's not, it's just, you can do desktop publishing at home. And then print on demand was like something that was starting off then as well. So yes. it, it it was feasible to just do the book. Yeah, we did one book and we made all the kind of like layout errors so that it came back and it looked rubbish when it was printed and then we're like well if we're going to fix this we might as well fix kind of the problems in the game which is why what you've got is version two
1: yeah then it's, i yeah. have day of the what the tomb of the trifits uh, uh, uh what's it called tridlins tridlins
0: tridlins time of tridlins yeah tridlins are like it's a, a northern tower like north sort of midlands to north england means like uh, little pieces, All right. specifically your insides. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, just instead of the word bits or gubbins, you know, same same sort
1: of, same sort of word. Well, but yeah, I mean, haven't played the game. but well, I love the books. One well, of those nice books. And oh, my, my kids has been spending a lot of time looking at them because he's a fan of, you know, your crazy oh. style of models. Oh, um, well, thank just, you. you know colorful and. and I don't know, kind of cartoony, perhaps, yeah. is the word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So any particular uh, reason to, I mean, how did you find your, your style of sculpting? Um,
0: uh, you, you just do it, don't you? I mean, uh, you, like, I, I always like what I make, and I think that's one of the big differences between people who, like, get good at art and people who don't get good at art. I mean, I look at my two kids, and, one and the, you know, when they were three, they were both drawing kids' pictures. And the eldest, he would always be like, oh, my picture's not very good. And the youngest would be like, my picture's really good. Just look at my picture, Daddy, you know. And I look at the two pictures and uh, three years old, they're not very good pictures, you know. <laughs> but one of them liked his picture and the other one didn't. You know, and so the one who likes it just keeps doing more and more and more because they enjoy what they make. And it's the same with me, you know. Like I just make the models because I wake up in the morning, going, I want to make this model. I'm going to go and do it. Yeah, you know, it might take a few few weeks to actually kind of get it finished, but by the end of it, I'm like happy with what I've produced. It gives me like a sense of achievement. The thing that's amazing is that then other people will, you know, buy enough of these off me that I can kind of live. No, I mean that's something that I'm really, you know, I feel like very on honored that that I've got such cool customers, that people want the things that I make. Um, so
1: yeah, you I think, know, yeah, like, but, I, but that's I, the thing. People people want to do, uh, will do that. I mean, I I, I, I uh I I I thought about the same thing when I, I said, oh, should I start this blog and what should I put on it? And then a guy said, well. You know, if you if you take some photos and write some words about stuff you like, other people will read it. Yeah, right. I mean, if yeah. you like what you do.
0: Yeah, and you have got to understand, you know, that not everything, not everybody's going to like it. That's just the way it is. People like different things. Yeah. You know, and I like weird things. You know, like the, the, the films that I really enjoy, or like the stories that I really like. It's sometimes difficult to find other people who who like them. And, you know, it's like, I guess I am a little bit unusual in my taste. So, you know, I mean, Ramshackle Games is an opportunity to just do what I want. I've tried, like, chasing, you know, the cool new trends and stuff, but um, I don't find that they are particularly satisfying artistically or particularly fun or do particularly well. The things that, like, I sell most of are things that I've just been like, I really want this thing. I'm going to make it. And sooner or later, I'm going oh, to find something. I'll sell a million. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, well,
1: like, that's well,
0: it. You've got, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got to experiment. You've, yeah, you've got to experiment. You've got to like, be like, uh, I'm going to make something different because but, it might be the thing that, that well, you're, everybody you're, gets into.
1: You're working up and doing, I want to do this model. And but yeah. so, are you not um, working or are you ever working from a this is coming out? Um, I'm going to try and and hit that market, like uh Ash Barker, who has the Guerrilla Miniatures Gaming uh YouTube stuffing huge platform, and and he's bringing out that robot game uh in a month, Gamma Wolves, yeah, a bit, back, back, yeah. Back, and it's like it's the and it's a miniature agnostic game. I mean, there's no official miniatures for it, so I, I never like. Okay, Osprey is bringing out a book. There's some market opportunity. They are going to create the hype. They're going to push the book. So I might as well do some work to hit straight into that. I'm gonna make some yeah, more robots I, I mean, because it's yeah. Free. But there's only so many. There's only
0: so many ideas that you can actually get made. I mean, it's easier to have an idea than it is to to actually get it to production. That like. Um, you know, yes, I'd love to do something like that, but then it's, you know, the commitments that I've got to producing the green, the green one, right? You know, the, the other things that I've got, I mean, uh, do you know Urban Manhunt? No. Ah, okay. It's a skirmish based post-apocalyptic game. I think you, you have one, you basically, you have one dude each,
1: one sort of hunt. Just check out here. Spectrum Games, Urban Manhunt, the miniatures game.
0: Yeah, uh, so I've got a model that I've actually made for them, just, um, just sitting there, the mold's done, the first cast is out, and I need like I need to spend an hour just finishing the, the painted version of the model, I'm ready to go. And it's been like that for like, probably two months now, just because, you know, they're setting up this new billion little things that you've got to do. We're trying to get one model out every week, which is just a massive push, you know. That's why I'm in on Saturday today. I've got to like uh, get this body uh, second driver for the vehicle. And
1: I've got the, to get uh, it. the green one, you know, a product a yeah. week. So how many, how many things do you have? I mean, that was like uh, eight things uh, on the on the website now, or on Ramshackle Games with the green one. Yeah, I how, think how, there's probably about sorry. Yeah, how one. how 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 big is the the, the catalogue that you took over. Uh...
0: All right, okay. What I know of, there is, there's a whole bunch of, like, uh, um, AA guns, you know, like anti-aircraft guns. There's some, like, I think some little goblin, like, sail cart. There's uh, kind of, like, a fairly big, like, I don't know, 20 centimetre tall robot, sort of balky robot. Uh, there's a really big, tall, I don't know, what, 45 centimetre robot. Oh. There's, um, there's this vehicle that we're doing at the moment that should be out next week. There's something that's the size of like a, I don't know, like a, kind of like a truck sort of thing. Um, what else is there? There's some more cannons, um... There's some legs, seated legs, so like like all legs in a seated position. You know, we just got this massive <laughs> bag of stuff. And Ooh. one of the things I want to do as well is start adding the the um all the pieces to the range as well. Conversion yeah, pieces. Yeah, and this is yeah, this is something that like um the the fallout like that ended kind of the green one. I went onto a group the other day, and you know I did, I posted but I. I've kind of read their rules, but I didn't read rule number six, which was no posts about anything to do with the green one. Oh, ha! <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah,
0: I, by accident, and then you just ended up talking to the guys from the group, and, um, one of them was one of the ex sort of business partners, basically, uh, basically the guy who sculpted all the models, essentially. Um, that we're now casting out. Uh, but they've been really nice. They've been really nice to me and said, look, you know, we have problems with the guy who, the, the, the sort of, this other party.
1: But not, not with you,
0: in particular. Yeah, they've got no problem with me. So, you know, it's like, do I just... I mean, the discussion at the moment is, do we just drop the green one name and just fold it into Rabbit Shackle Games and just have it as, like, Sci-Fi Orc, range, Which I think is probably you know it's what we're thinking of doing right now so i think maybe it's just going to be like oh, really you know po- po- polyurethane orc pieces as as one of the so i don't know i don't know we haven't really made any decisions on it yet i mean i quite like the name to green one it's it is very or what's the word
1: uh there it is it's orthodox, orthodox,
0: orthodox. You know this word in English, orthodox. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Um, good so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, it's us trying to like get these cool models out. You know, we're getting them like mostly bubble free. As good as Forge World does it. You know, um, yeah. So it's a really cool range made out of really cool resin, and there's loads of these kits. So we're going to be trying, really trying to hit one a week. I've been doing ramshackle games in the morning and, like, in the afternoon, we've got we've got this guy, um, as I said, like a rodent mastermind. He's on Facebook as that, doing the actual casting and kind of like learning the mold baking. So, you know, just need to try and maximise sales.
1: But yeah I think but it's, yeah, a, so... it's a, I think it's awesome that you know, one thing is uh, your know, uh, free quote-unquote uh, products that that you can uh, bring out uh, but it's also uh, what's it called? I hate it when models go out of production it's the worst and there's yeah. been entire yeah. lines of miniatures that's just uh, vanished and it's it's such awesome work and it's a shame when some of these I mean the best thing is when it sucks when a small business goes belly up, but that somebody is able to step in and keep cool models alive, yeah. like TT yeah, has been doing agree. with some of those space ships uh, games and Kani Valley There's some awesome th- that would otherwise just disappear.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, in the entire like, what is it? The all the what was that Chronopia stuff that you can kind of still get through Goshen yeah. Grendel, and a lot of the like um, the Ralpatha
1: stuff. Yes.
0: So I think that did that change hands a couple of times. Or well, Ra- anyway, uh, I'm not like, sure we should you
1: know, get into Ralpatha because that, oof. Oh, I'm sure, a... but,
0: <laughs> but you know, like models that are like models that are like
1: 40 years old. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you can still get them. people. Right, but... You know, people are still buying them because they're great skulls. Yeah,
1: they, and they and are. There, are some of the the Chronopia stuff that that gets up on auction that I would really like to get lucky on some uh, sometimes but there are always people who are willing to pay more than i'm lucky <laughs> there's some cool mods yeah, there yeah um so yeah. so talking business and and you're working you're working uh, ramshackle games in the morning and uh the green one or whatever it will be named in the end uh, so uh soulforge is soulforge Soul For- okay Soul Forge. yeah so Soul two Forge. businesses yeah um yeah. sometimes have you i just checked it you, you've you been running what like 10 successful kickstarters uh yeah i i i, I found the the mini gangs one but um what what's your reason for choosing kickstarter sometimes i mean you've been running a campaign was that for the jet bikes or the dwarf bikers that had a goal of 50 pounds
0: yeah well i mean um okay uh it's like- uh, the business the business side of Kickstarter is people just just people buy more stuff off you if you launch through Kickstarter or I said launch I mean if you if you fund it all through Kickstarter um, you uh, you know I'll take more earnings than if I say Facebook because people I think people search on you know they people find you so it's a great way to to get a, a range off the ground you know I mean 50 pounds is like the cost of making the first set of molds
1: yeah, because you're you're able to do everything yourself. But, but I was just wondering because you you've been selling you are selling cheap models, and say selling things on Kickstarter often you'll sell things even cheaper. That's part of why people jump on Kickstarter to save a few. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Kickstarter take, like what 10 percent, so there can't be a lot left. Yeah. So I was just wondering what what the reasoning was behind uh, running. Kickstarter campaigns, once you know, in a while.
0: like um, if you end up if you end up like, uh, you know, getting, I mean, getting getting like five percent of a lot of money is better than ninety percent of not very much money. Yeah, gotcha.
1: I mean. yeah,
0: yeah, sure. And it's a lot of hard work, but you know, I like working hard, so <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's not an issue. Uh, you know, um, yeah, Kickstarter's great for publicity. And a good way to get the cash in to just do it. I think the next Kickstarter I'm going to do is this um, some some bikes. I, I've got the STLs made, and you know, and I've got to like pay for having them printed. So,
1: oh, those are you know, uh, t- like... new uh, tw- twenty millimillion bikes. Yeah, I mean 20... it's
0: toy car scale, isn't it? Okay, Which yeah. I think is 20, f- yeah. 23 three millimetres right, is yeah. what I describe it as. But then oh, scale. I can. There's a lot of. uh, Gas lamps. There's a lot I can talk about scale. Yeah. I mean, you know, you buy like a. um, I mean, in my collection. Well, uh, you know, my kids' toy collection of cars, they range in scale from. I mean, most of the military stuff is like true 20 mil. But, you know, Hot Wheels, like.
1: Yeah, but the toy scales are all over the place. Even, you know, buying just Hot Wheels or just Matchbox, they're still all over the place, but yeah, all it, over the it, it, it'll, it'll look yeah. good when you're standing and, and looking down on
0: Yeah, anyway, so it's like, a... I mean, you know, uh, I think a big part of like model design is being able to kind of get it to look good at the right scale. Like a lot of a lot of people do in, you know, 3D sculpting that I see, you look at it and it looks amazing, you know, the intricate detail. But then when you try and print that at 28, 30 mil, 25 mil tall, you know the detail that looks good when you're looking at it big on your monitor screen, you can't see it at that level, or, or you just paint over it. You know, yeah, that's so it's kind of like, you know, you don't want the detail, the model with no detail, but you don't want it with too much detail. So it's really trying to get that look just right for sitting next to a toy car. You know, I mean, like a bike. You think about like a motorbike. It's like as as big as a a person. I mean,
1: and it, and it looks. Yeah, we've, we've been discussing that a bit here on the, on the Discord, because it's an interesting uh, discussion, like uh, the yeah. Modifius stuff. I mean, there are insanely detailed uh, 3D prints that looks like they came straight out of Fallout. And there's a gazillion small details to paint. I wouldn't be able to do it anyways. I'd just go, yeah, everything in this build is brown, and then I wash. Uh, so for me, this is more... yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean there are people who buy these things to paint them, and they're like the next level god painters, you know. And you look at it and you go, wow, they have painted every single detail of this intricate model. But
1: it looks so good. I, I,
0: well, I think I, you know, I think like um, the a big part of like gaming models is is that kind of like a I've got to get the compromise between too detailed and not enough detail. You know, hands. Like big hands, big heads, but not too big, and not you know, like like doing these bikes. I mean, a bike's about as long as a person. But if you have a figure on a correct scale bike, it just looks silly. You have to bulk the bike right up. Like my bikes for um for Ramshackle Games, I would say they're probably like forty mil scale bikes. But when you put a twenty eight mil, you know, Imperial Guard guy on it, he looks right. You know. Whereas you put him on a bike that's the right size, and it's like, uh, bike's not the right size. So yeah, you know, part yeah, of I have, a, f- of like,
1: do I have a few of your yeah. bikes on my uh, paint table now. The two, uh, two, you know, uh, dirt bike models you've made that comes with an entire dude on them. Uh, oh, one is yeah. uh, one is driving with a spear, and another with a like a meat hook, biker kind of cleaver, and dag. So yeah, yeah, they're cool, excellent models. Thanks. Two more of those. Um, any any plans for mini gangs? That was a successful Kickstarter. I love that little book. Uh, it's a great system. I've been playing. Yeah, with I side mean, side uh, of... we've
0: got. Um, I'd like. Uh, I developed an entire range of vehicles because the next expansion is vehicle. Um And then I, you know, I spent months developing this whole range. I think I've sold like five. But so I just re, like I've got all the I've got all the artwork re- drawn for the photographs taken for to lay out the book. I've got the rules pretty much finished. just need like a last little tweak. And I just lost interest in it because like I didn't sell any. and I'm like, oh, nobody wants to buy my civilian vehicles. But uh, you know, I've been getting my mojo back. I think, yeah, I need to do like um a, like a relaunch of minigangs. I was going to do a bit of stuff before Covid kicked off. Um, with a group of friends, um, so yeah, it's you know, a, stay tuned. I it's mean,
1: an, cool. That's a, because it's a nice little system, and it's different. You know, the over on yeah. mechanic. Uh, super simple. Yeah. but Yeah. I like it. it we yeah. could to Yeah. I mean, on. the
0: the idea is to do do some like uh, like sort of videos and walkthroughs of of the more because uh, Minigangs is designed for people of different levels. You've got, like, uh, the basic game is for people who've got no idea about wargaming. And we ha- I have actually, the sorts of people that I've been playing that with has been really fun. We, um, the Ramshackle Games is in a building called One Thorsby Street, which is, like, um, subsidised, um, like, studio spaces for artists and crafters. So in the building, there's a woman who does ceramics, there's... Uh, carpenters, there's there's I think one of the studios is rented by the guy who does the lecturer for fine art at Nottingham University so there's this big broad range of different people in the building and every, every year we kind of like do an evening each to kind of show what we've been doing right, and so when my one came last year I'm like let's just do uh, I'll just do minigame. So set up a really fun big board um, and a couple of my gamer friends came down. But then we had like, you know, art students, uh, people like journalists, uh, people who'd come for the arts scene and weren't expecting to be playing the war And I had them playing a war game. Like, here's the game, you know, here's your little gang. And, you know, there was like 10, 10 of us who've never played war games before, well, plus the three who had, me and my two mates, you know, in a game, which, I don't know, I've never seen that before, do you know what I mean? Just been able to play games like that. The thing with mini-gangs is that there is this tactical depth to it. It's like I've tried to strip out all of the difficulty, but keep the idea of, like, I mean, the classic in a game, of, like, you know, do you hide behind scenery or do you advance? You, your leaders have got a role. You've got things like morale. In. Yeah.
1: it works. It's simple, but but yeah. it works. Right.
0: Um, so that, that's the basic level. And then as a as a, like um somebody who just wants to take the game down the pub and play a game, quick game with their friends of an evening, um, you can kind of, you add in these like cards with all like uh, equipment and stuff. Yeah, and
1: item just- items and skills and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: so you just randomise them and so you can have like a really quick game but with kind of a bit more depth to it than just sort of the basic. But then there's this whole point system attached to it as well. And we've never, I mean, you know, we've played, kind of play-tested, play-tested it quite a lot to get it to the stage where it is, but we never actually did a campaign. So my idea is to do a campaign over the next few, well, I don't know, As soon as, soon as soon as the restrictions are lifted, I think we're going to be having like a campaign where people kind of like just basically buy their gangs and one of the gangs, well I've painted two of the gangs so far one of them's like a crazy like a uh, 35 model gang insane amount of dudes all like uh, with no equipment they're just going to be like a swarm of kind of, I don't know, zombies or mad mm-hmm. crazy guys uh, and then the other gang is like I don't know, you know, space marines so I, I use those, um, do you know the EM4 uh, plastic Space Rangers, I think they're called.
1: Oh, I'm not sure. Do
0: you know the one? With the, with the clip-in... They've got kind of... Like the um, Space Crusade clip-on Oh, gun. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, four, yeah. Those guys, yeah. They're and cheap. They're,
0: yeah, and there's like... Kind of clocky-looking yeah, right. dudes. So, I, you know, I sawed them all up, cut their heads off, did head swaps with some Ramshackle Games heads. And so I built this like little gang of like five super-hard battle-armoured troopers that's going to have to go up against this gang of 35 people with no equipment. So, yeah, you know, we're going to play a little campaign of that. Try and get some other pe- local people involved with it and, yeah, hopefully get some videos out of it and certainly more kind of posts about it. Yeah, yeah, I want to kind of, like, keep going with minigangs
1: because it's such a fun game. It's good fun. It would be so easy to fun to add some yeah. vehicles. Um, so so why... why uh, I've been following, you know, the release of these uh, civilian vehicles. Uh, why aren't they selling? I mean, they don't have guns, don't so you can't you can't proxy them. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People seem don't, don't. I don't know. It's like I sell plenty of the tanks,
1: yeah, and even they, the vehicles. They have, they, are, the tanks have a ha, have rules, you know. You can just take those in 40k. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know.
0: I mean, I I just end up using my civilian vehicles set dressing anyway. So they you are. You want cool. to create a scene. I mean, like if you're in an urban like urban battlefields, always look a bit weird that they don't have loads. of civilian vehicles on it because if I look out on the street now I can see quite a lot of civilian vehicles
1: yeah but it's hard to um, compete on price I mean uh, just uh, like for for 14 pounds for a civilian vehicle or 10 I could get a lot of cars and trucks at a thrift store Um, no that is true yeah yeah so that's probably part of the problem uh, yeah, bit... I
0: mean, you know, like that's the thing with that's the thing with doing what I want to do. Sometimes what I want to do isn't what everybody <laughs> else wants to do. You know, there you go. That's life, so. But yeah, I think I think like um, you know, I mean, one of the ethos is behind mini gangs as well is really just to get people playing, you know. I see. It, it's not about it's not about buying from Ramshackle Games. It's not like you have to have these models because only they'll fit in with the rules. It's more to just be like, come on, let's play a new game. So
1: I'm bored of playing. Perfect you know, mechanics whatever. for for small games. I'm I'm gonna use mini ganks, yeah. and it got cancelled now due to COVID as well. But we, when you did the stuff uh, for my Roman Risk, which was amazing, yeah. uh, for for the next. Yeah, I still big...
0: need to release them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not on the website. Um, but I want to do a Viking well, game. I... And and yeah. use and then use uh, mini gangs rules to actually do some twenty eight millimeter combat with the with cool. the kits so and just have you know like yeah. there's the the leader, um and then there's the melee fighter and the and, and the shooter and it would be so easy to adapt into to yeah. Vikings yeah yeah uh, yeah
0: bows um and... like your your Roman stuff right? basically like the problem with that is uh. The 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 weight of all the parts, okay, to put all the parts in a kit is quite heavy, you know, so postage is going to be a certain Um, So you've got to kind of like offer decent value for it. So we were trying to like, we were basically trying to think up a game using just kind of like one of each and maybe a few of the kind of like soldier piece that is a game that you can play on a little table It's hard. Yeah, it's hard coming up with like having the pieces and then going, hmm, how can I write a game for this? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. We could always just put them up. I mean, if people buy them, they buy them. And if they don't, they don't.
0: All Uh, the molds are made. It's all there. I just need to photograph it. Did you get any of yours
1: painted? Yeah, 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 lots. You have to to send
0: me some good quality
1: photos. uh, I have some. I painted up uh, all. That was the worst. So uh, for for people listening in, I'm a school teacher and I did uh, a huge uh, board game risk, you know, two by two meter board and and I painted up a lot of one, two, what is like uh, 76 or 72 Roman models and I hate that plastic because the paint that just chipped off. So I'm not going to do that again. But Curtis uh, made uh, Test Studio Formations and cast up some ships made by
0: Admiral made them, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're some really cannabals. nice
1: ships as well. But that's That was another thing. That was another nice. thing
0: as well. Trying to trying to figure out how to do the sails on the boat. Didn't really figure out a decent way to do that. But now we've got this new casting. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worth doing them in in this decent. Place. It's actually lighter weight as well. The the polyester res uh, polyurethane that we do in the green one with Soul Forge stuff. is actually lighter than the polyester resin that Ramshackle Games does. So I need to get those molds out. And I'll look at them again, because he, he, they would be better gaming pieces as well in slightly tougher resin. And then we can get away with doing some really nice thin sails as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Bloods Garage, we could all do a, a game to go with them.
1: You're not... <laughs> You're never going to run out of uh, projects to do.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, there are... And it's like, you know, one of the other things that really frustrates me as well is like, um, it's easier to draw the design of the model than it is to make the model. So you like, like, you, you know, I could run off a sketch of a model, but if I could just suddenly somehow make that 3D, that would be brilliant. But life just does not work
1: <laughs> that way. Fortunately. Oh. Well, I'm... Um really looking forward to seeing uh what you what you come up with and and i'll probably end up getting some of those spikes for the new uh kickstarter because uh, i haven't really gotten that much into gaslands yet but i just love the scale and i have so many bits and bobs for it around bikes are really good actually bikes are really really
0: fun to play you, there's this thing where the bikes are so cheap that you can turn up at like a game with too many bikes and it takes and you're the one you're the guy in the group that just is taking ages to do his turn that's not fun for anybody uh but if you, you like i mean i'm like this with all games but Gaslands is especially like this that you're like oh i'll just i'll just buy this extra thing for one point and add it to my car i'll just get this off to, and sooner or later and it, you add up the points on your car and it's like i'm well over budget so it's really good fun for like um you know, kind of designing these fun little teams. And the bikes can get, like, you can kind of, like, exploit the rules a little bit with some of the gang to to make this thing that just is really super fun to play. Everybody's, like, destroying your your bikes, but they keep coming back again. Uh, And then everybody's got something to shoot.
1: They're so easy to kill. Yeah, they can't have a lot of armor
0: yeah and you can win with them as well you know like you can just sort of because they go so fast they are like yeah very entertaining it's a very entertaining game and the community around it as well is really good because i've been finding that you know uh you can show up at a game of something like i don't know warhammer and people are like uh oh you, you moved your model like a quarter of an inch too far or you know your 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 base marine is holding a flamethrower instead of the plasma gun that you say and then there's a com, kind of it can quite often be a bit of friction but with the gas lands it's like the, the exact opposite but you're like oh i didn't i didn't get my car made so i'm just going to stick it down as, as it comes out of the box everybody's like yeah yeah no problem yeah and I'm, then uh, those the are other the players communities have, like,
1: i'm seeking as well you know that non-competitive uh Chill. Gasland
0: Gasland's players tend to be like that.
1: And it's amazing, yeah. uh, c- it's, c- community on, yeah, yeah. on Facebook as well. For it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Well I think it's good to have the the the, the writer, uh Mike, uh he's re- just really good guy, he's a really interesting guy. Really fun to talk to and really enthusiastic about the games and yeah.
1: I should helps. try try getting uh him on here. Um I've covered all my, my questions, yeah, uh,
0: definitely,
1: so, honest, yeah. so I'll. Uh, I think I'll. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us here. It was a very interesting talk. It was nice hearing your your story of getting into the game, and uh, you know working in animation and how I had I, uh, not with a million guesses I would have been able to guess how Ramshackle Games got started. So that was a uh, that was great fun. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, it's been really fun talk- talking about it you know, so, thanks for inviting me on. I really like
1: any time anytime and if you if, after a successful launch of a Kickstarter or a new game, uh, please' we'll, we'll, please come on again and we'll uh, we'll record another talk.
0: alright uh, thank you.